0: Ailey Gibson's No Stranger to a Meet Cute. You know what I mean by that, right? It's when two characters in a film first meet. They might bump into each other, their eyes meet, the smile, and the story begins. Ready, go. Ailey's parents' Meet Cute involved canoeing. So I don't think her mum and dad were too surprised when Ailey became a slalom canoeist. Jane Gibson, Ailey's mum, started canoeing when she was at Edinburgh Uni. She was one of the only girls who paddled at that time. In 1980, she won the Eva Bailey Trophy, for female sportswoman of the year. Ailey won the same trophy in 2018. Gary Gibson, Ailey's dad, grew up north of Dundee in Monifieth, and got into paddling through the Boy Scouts. You'd think these two would have met in Scotland, but they
1: actually met 400 miles or so away from home while canoeing in London. And like they went canoeing the morning of their wedding, like it's a bit cringe. But That's cool though, right? Yeah. No, it, it, that is well, cool. Yeah, when it's not your parents, it's cool, <laughs> but when it's your parents, not so much.
0: Personally, I'd go for champagne on my wedding day, but I'm actually not sure if anyone would really want to marry me. When Ailey's parents walked out of the church, her mum's friends were all holding kayak puddles, and her dad's friends were holding C1 puddles, because that was the type of canoeing that our Jane and Gary did. Ailey grew up being dragged to canoeing holidays in Scotland with her parents and their friends. She didn't actually like it at the time. It was always freezing. But by the time she was a teenager, she'd won her first slalom beginner's race, met her own canoe and friends, and had big Olympic dreams. Ailey became an elite athlete and competed at world senior level on the GB canoe slalom team. She was a national lottery funded athlete and was on the UK sports world class program for four years. We all think we're busy all the time, but Ailey was out here balancing being a full time student at Edinburgh Uni with being a full time athlete, and I thought I was busy. Her coach and training was based in London, so she was always driving up and down the M1. She knew that motorway like the back of her hand. In 2018, Ailey was finishing her degree and planning on being a full time athlete. Our girl was ready to qualify for the Olympics. It was all finally happening. Then, the week that she got her uni results, she was told she would need to take six months off the boat because the bone in her shoulder had broken down. I've never had any injuries like that, but that sounds very painful to me. She had had pain in her shoulder for a while, but she had no idea that it was that serious. And if that wasn't enough, she found out that she was 0.29% off getting a first. It was a bad week for Ailey, and I'm not even sure if we can blame the Mercury Retrograde. After her Olympic dreams were put on hold, Ailey set up Slalom Inspires, a charity that empowers girls to experience the magic of sports and canoe slalom
1: by breaking down barriers for women in sport. I was like absolutely devastated and kind of found myself suddenly with loads of time gone from just being flat out. So, yeah, I've always like had this passion for women and girls in sport. I've mm-hmm. seen my friends drop out of sport as we were teenagers and thought, OK, I want to do something about this. So mm-hmm. I decided to run an event for the girls of our sport. And at, like at first it was going to be ridiculously big. It was going to be like, I'm going to invite everyone and we're going to do like thousands of workshops. So what I ended up being is this event at the London Olympic course and we had like 60 girls come from all over the UK and we had workshops on things that girls in canoeing were particularly kind of struggling with, like body image. We have It's an upper body sport, so you get upper body muscles and yeah. don't necessarily see role models of girls with upper body muscles. Right, yeah. So then I just thought it was going to be this one event and it ended up being like this absolute magical atmosphere and from the girls, the volunteers, the parents, it was like really clear that this is something that needed to be continued. So following that, that was the end of 2018 and decided to run four events in 2019. So we ran like regional events, one in each home nation for our younger girls. And then another big national event where we had Catherine Granger come and do a talk, who's like my ultimate hero. So I was just being such a cringe like fangirl. <laughs> and then we've done a whole bunch of stuff as well. We've run a coaching initiative to support aspiring female coaches called mm-hmm. Project Flow. And we're running an academy for C1 women in Scotland at the moment.
0: Ailey's talking about the C1 Women Academy, which is all about getting women and girls equal opportunities in canoe slalom. C1 is one of the Olympic categories for slalom canoeing. But before I get into it, I think we need to take a minute to explain exactly what
1: slalom is, because I don't want to make any assumptions here. You might have seen it on the Olympics where it's like a whitewater river and there's people going down in different boats around poles that are hanging from lines across the river. The aim of the game is to navigate all of the gates around the poles as fast as you can and without touching or missing any. Do you have
0: to go in between them, is the two? Yeah. So similar to ski and slalom as well? Yeah, exactly.
1: And then you get penalties if you hit the gates or if you miss them.
0: When Ailey's doing slalom canoeing, she's strapped into the canoe while she's kneeling. Her legs aren't even straight in the canoe. I don't even want to think about what that would do to my knees. I don't know if my knees could take that. In fact, I definitely know my knees would not be able to take that. And if that wasn't enough, they do the sport on artificial whitewater courses or hybrids. If it's a hybrid, it'll be a real river with rocks and blocks added into it. The blocks and rocks create the waves. I mean, this sounds pretty hardcore to me, but it isn't classified as an extreme sport. Romeo famously once said, 2 multiplied by 10 plus 1. Romeo. No, I'm not talking about that, Romeo. I'm talking about Romeo and Juliet. Romeo famously once said, what's in a name? Sorry, Hud. There's a lot in a name, actually. Ailey really wanted to get it right when she was brainstorming ideas for what she would call a new project.
1: We, like, literally brainstormed so many wild things and then we talked about something about something inspires because the whole point of the organization is to inspire and empower women through sport yeah and we thought something inspires and we thought maybe she inspires and then we didn't want it to be like too in your face that it's about women obviously it is but we didn't want that to put some people off yeah so it went from slalom and that was the sport and our logo is like the female symbol with a wave in the middle That's cute. which is really cool yeah and you
0: know at the first event what kind of workshops were there
1: so we had one on body image yeah that, and we had had, uh, a female rugby player and a female sprint canoeist who are like just super stacked, and they just look so cool. And they like came <laughs> and did like an amazing talk about some of the battles that they face and how they've overcome them. Yeah, we did one about like what it's like to study alongside canoeing. So there's a couple of us that had been to different unis that mm-hmm. talked about like our experiences of that balance. We had women that worked in the sport industry, but not as athletes. So we had a physio, someone that worked within sports sponsorship, and someone that worked in a performance lifestyle to come and do talks. It's like you don't have to be an athlete, but if you love sport and you want to be part of that, there's so many more opportunities within it.
0: That resonates with me a lot, especially the body image part, because I used to do gymnastics when I was like a teenager and I had big boobs and I had really big legs, like not big legs. They were strong, yeah, strong legs, yeah, and um, I felt really uncomfortable because I had no representation. And I was like, I'm not supposed to look like this, I'm supposed to be a little lean, petite like body. And if I'm not that, then I'm never going to be good at gymnastics. So I just stopped doing it. That makes
1: me so sad. I know,
0: and I was really good as well. And yeah. then now I look at the girls doing gymnastics, and they've all got really strong yeah. legs, strong bodies, and I'm like, oh my god, why did I stop? but
1: I it's just one of those things. When I was a teenager, I could have come to one of the events and I would have loved that. I mean, that just makes me so sad that that was your experience because you just think how many other girls drop out of mm-hmm. all different sports because of that. And could have been a gold medalist. Yeah. Couldn't that? Yeah. Imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> what well, was cool actually? I went to the Rio Olympics like on on Team GB ambition program, and we went into like the food hall, and there was honestly like every athlete of every different shape and size there. I just wish like young girls could go or. I don't know anyone actually could go and see that like literally does not matter what your body type is there's a sport out there for you yeah wait
0: hold on let me take a minute to just think about what my life could have been like if I was unbothered about having my strong legs oh I could have been an olympic athlete I definitely don't have the discipline but i had the strong legs though as well as body image the slalom inspires events also tackle what some people like to call a taboo subject periods it's 2022 now can we stop saying menstruation is a taboo
1: subject please thank you in an outdoor sport like ours sometimes you turn up to a river and there's no changing rooms so when you're a young girl and you're on your period, and you might not be using tampons yet, mm-hmm. how do you get changed outside by a car mm-hmm. when you've you've got a pad? So that was a big focus that we wanted to do from our as Spa as particularly the regional events, which were for younger girls. And they were awesome, actually. Like, on our Welsh event, we had a lady come in and do a talk, and some of the mums stayed in the rooms with the young girls. Some of the girls hadn't started their periods yet. But we kind of said beforehand we were going to do this and they were like, oh, it'd be great for them to talk about it. So we spoke about the challenges they find. Girls find it really hard to talk to their coaches because all their coaches are male because Mm -hmm. that's what sport looks like. Even I found that like this was my job and I couldn't tell my coach that actually I was having a really awful time in that session because I was in so much pain Mm because of my periods. If I'm in my 20s and I can't say that to a paid coach, how can I expect a a young girl
0: to to feel confident enough to say something? To say that, yeah. When Emily Davies, one of the oldest slalom-inspires girls, saw what happened in that first menstruation workshop, she decided she was going you know, to work on making coaches
1: talk about periods. She made this big presentation to deliver at the coaching conference that year. So this was 2019. We got her a place at the coaching conference and it was one of the optional talks. So the coaches had to sign up. Bearing in mind at these coaching conferences, I'd say it was 95% male, because that's just what canoeing coaching looks like. Yeah, But um, now for now exactly (laughs) love that and no one signed up for it so she wasn't able to do the talk that was really disappointing actually I just thought really does every single coach in the whole of the UK know all there is to know about menstruation and how to support women and girls in sport about menstruation no like I'm sure I would learn loads about it and I know a lot about that topic yeah I just thought, why are people not saying up to it? Is it because it's a taboo? Is it because they just want to bury their heads in the sand? I don't know. Mm -hmm. And then the pandemic happened and that kind of fell off the radar a little bit, but it was just really disappointing, to be honest. What
0: can you do about that, though? How can you make sure that male
1: coaches, or just coaches in general, make that like a priority? I think a big start would be to include like a module about that in coaching qualifications. Yeah. People have to do qualifications to to coach yeah. and why shouldn't that be involved when we talk about communication and stuff because I think if it's led by coaches it's so much easier and like I had a coach before who pretty much immediately into our relationship we started talking about menstruation how it affects my training mm-hmm. and because he'd broached it it was like oh, okay he yeah he knows what a period is like I can talk about it so if coaches that are coaching young women just bring it up make it normal then it will be a safe space 100% talk about it but a lot of the coaches are nervous to bring it up
0: okay so when I'm on my period I actually don't tell anyone but it's clearly obvious when I am because my demeanor sort of changes I just get a little bit more irritable which is understandable and I have no time for the gym or anything like that I literally want to lie on the sofa I don't want anyone to look at us or speak to us Olympic champion Dame Jessica Ennis-Hill has openly said that she could have been a better athlete if she had trained around her periods. And while we're on the subject, we need to give props to Spain for approving plans to become the first European country to allow three days of menstrual leave a month. Me encanta. Ailey saw a lot of her friends drop out of slalom canoeing for various reasons while she was growing up.
1: Yeah, I think particularly like kind of the start of teenage years just saw so many friends just decide not to go anymore or their friend wasn't going anymore Mm -hmm. so they'd not go. Mm -hmm. I mean you see that in like so much of the research like there's like a massive drop off when girls go through puberty. Why do you think that is? I mean I think it's pretty obvious, but why do you think that that happens? I guess like quite a few different barriers. One yeah. being kind of what you said about body image. Yeah, that was probably the same as me, yeah. Which is a massive thing. Suddenly girls are so much more self-conscious about like being sweaty and there's boys being there and we don't have loads and loads of role models of girls being like sweaty in the media and it's not really seen like as a girly thing, is it? I guess it's like a spiral effect because if some girls drop out because of those reasons then mm-hmm. other girls drop out because their friends are going and the social aspect of sport is so much more for young women particularly. We've designed Slam Aspires as around basically making friends because that's such a big thing that brings people back.
0: Ailey's been known to say that she wants every girl to have the same chance at the life-changing magic sport as her male counterpart. Preach! The first time
1: she noticed that girls didn't experience the same magic was in her own sport. You see the disparity in numbers in terms of female participation in our sport. There's about one third female to two thirds male. Uh, Coaches wise, above club level, there's over 20 employed coaches in the UK that are male and two employed coaches that are female. But also just from like chatting to friends and mums and everyone has stories like you had about barriers that put them off sport or stop them being involved completely.
0: When she first got into the sport, Ailey didn't notice the differences between the experiences of men and women. She kind of just got on with things as they were. But the more Ailey thought about women in canoe slalom, especially C1, the more she realised that
1: things needed to change. But what was really obvious was there were three categories for men and one category for women that was like happening regularly. And then just as i was kind of getting onto the scene they created this new category for women so you have categories where one you're kayak where you're sitting down
0: mm-hmm. and you have
1: two blades on your paddle and c1 where you're kneeling you're strapped in and you have a single bladed paddle but women didn't really do c1 but there was actually this like, incredible group of women internationally that wanted to push women doing c1 and so they managed to get it into the world championships in 2010. I decided to start that yeah. but I was one of two people in Scotland in like the whole of Scotland that paddled C1 girls right. which is was like such disparity compared to the boys so yeah. that was a really obvious thing for me
0: Will the day ever come when none of us will have to say representation matters? I hope so Back when Ailey was starting out she didn't know any other girl in Scotland who was paddling C1 so she did what she had to
1: do and jumped online to find some inspo. I remember like searching through YouTube, trying to find videos of girls doing C1, and like I found one and I just watched it like on repeat, <laughs> on repeat, on repeat. And then I was like lucky enough when I kind of made the junior team when I was 16, I met some of the ones from England and I was just like completely in awe of them because they were like these massive pioneers, but they were like just a few years older than me. We all really had no one to look up to. Everyone deserves to have a community of people who do
0: the same thing as them. Whenever Ailey paddles past another C1 woman, they smile at each other. It's a known smile, a bit like the signal we all know. The bus drivers driving on the same route give to each other. We all know that nod. You know the one I'm talking about. In 2021, Slalom Inspires run the female coaching project you heard about, earlier, Project FLOW. The FLOW part actually stands for Female Leaders on Water. Project FLOW supported 22 aspiring female coaches across the UK. One of those coaches, Maddie Jennings, went on to create the C1 Academy to support girls in Scotland who are paddling C1. And it all
1: happened because someone out there decided to do a bit of trolling in the 2016 olympics there was c1 men kayak men and c2 men Mm -hmm. and there was k1 women like kayak women yeah so five men could go to the olympics for one woman So in 2021, they said that they were gonna include C1 Women at the Olympics and make our sport gender equal with this massive moment. And someone had put on Facebook, like just celebrating like how amazing this moment is, like what's this gonna show young girls? And there was some really hateful comments from one person in particular about whether C1 Women deserve to be there. And it got me and this one of the coaches on Flow, she was called Maddie. We chatted a lot about it and Mm. she decided that she wanted to carry on and use what she'd learned from Project Flow and we kind of created this academy to inspire young girls and women in Scotland to paddle C1 Mm -hmm. and we see such a disparity Mm -hmm. in the number of girls competing in this class and it was amazing like Mallory Franklin went to the Olympics this summer in C1 and she won a silver medal. Like we have just such like calibre in this country and we wanted to really celebrate that.
0: See that? That is the reason why I say hateful comments can be motivational. I'm super petty, so I'll always remember who said what and go out and prove them wrong. I'm so glad that Ailey did that too. But let me tell you about Dame Catherine Granger. She's a former British rower, a 2012 Summer Olympics gold medalist, and four-time Olympic silver medalist, and six-time world champion. That's a lot of medals. When Ailey got Dame Catherine involved with Slalom Inspires, it was a proper fangirl
1: moment. Oh, this is so embarrassing. So I was like just training at a gym session <laughs> at British Canoeing Centre. And yeah. in her role as chair of UK Sport, she like was coming round to all the centres and like having a chat with us and stuff. Yeah. And so she came into the gym and it was just like me and my gym coach. And she had this like entourage of people, and I wanted to like ask her. I was like, right, this is like your moment. Like, put your big girl pants on. Yeah. I just like couldn't get my words out, and I was just like standing there like faffing, and my team <laughs> coach was like in the corner, like, what is she doing? It was, <laughs> it was like awful. But luckily, she was like the loveliest person ever. So she kind of got over me being an a date, and then yeah. when I did ask her, she was like, yeah, of course. And what did you ask her? I gave her like a elevator pitch of what Slamis bars was and I said like would you come and do a talk for us yeah she said yeah and I just thought like oh she's saying yeah because she's got like an entourage or it would be rude to say like no immediately yeah but when it came to the event like she turned up just her on her own on a Saturday morning like giving up her time and like came and talked to all of our girls and there was some like really special moments where she talked about like how she balanced her law degree with canoeing not with canoeing with rowing (laughs) Um, and then like one of our girls who was like umming and ahhing about whether she could do a law degree actually just asked Catherine there like could she balance it and it was just like you need to kind of see it to believe it like it was just like that in real life so Mm -hmm. yeah it was absolutely amazing sometimes as women we can be like you've got to choose or you've got to put all your priorities in one it's like well if your passion is with everything then just do that
0: So I was just about to ask, do you think women, because I think that women get told that they can either be one thing or another, so they just initially, like straight away don't believe that they can have it all or balance being an athlete with also being a student and having a life and I don't think men think like that.
1: Would you agree? It's hard to talk generally isn't it, but I think in my experiences, yeah, we have to be the best we can possibly be at everything and so If we can't do that, then we're not going to go for that. Or it's the same going for interviews. Unless you think you're like wildly overqualified for the job, then you might not go for it. That's the thing. Sometimes men just be like, oh, we'll wing it anyway.
0: Mm -hmm. I think that's true as well with like women being mothers as well. Mm. And it's like, well, if you're a mother, then how are you supposed to do anything else? And with a guy, you would never say, well, you're a dad.
1: So he just does it and you don't even think about that. 100%. And I think so much of the time, like, not that I'm a mother, but when people become mums, their whole lives are about their kids. And I think like sport's such an amazing thing for women to have, like, for them mm-hmm. rather than for anything else. Actually there's an amazing organization called This Mum Runs. Mm-hmm. The lady that started it when she had her son, she felt like she was really embarrassed about going out and running and so she'd put on her local Facebook page, like, Oh, I'm gonna go for a run at seven PM in the park. Like if anyone wants to join, mm-hmm. like you can. And she almost did that to make sure she went. Yeah. 7 p.m. came around and she was like, oh, should I? Oh, I better have just in case someone turns up. And there was like 50 moms had turned up. That's how this organization, This one, Runs, yeah. came about, which exactly. I just thought was like such an inspiring story.
0: Yeah. There you go. Women can have it all. So let's stop allowing people to make us think we can't. Next time, Ailey's talking about how she dealt with the pain, physically and mentally, of losing our chances to take part in the Olympics because of our shoulder injury and saying goodbye to our childhood dream. We also talk about the benefits of journaling, and honestly, I don't think I could function without it. I'll see you on the next episode for that and more.